And greetings, everybody. This is the Adlexia podcast with your girl, Cezanne Gossi, and my brother. And this is Wesley Pfeffer. Yeah, and this is episode 82. I missed you guys last week. I wasn't feeling well, uh, but we had a great show, of course, with um, Sonia Baskard from Baskard Soweto Spring Ensemble. It was a dope episode. Yeah. Uh, big ups for that. And thanks again, my sister, for joining us. It was a... Um, interesting conversation and i hope your your concert your celebration went well and it was well attended um shout out to you guys and yeah shout out to julius for putting it together as always yeah man shout out to julius Benson all the way from around thanks my king man like he's he's our producer he's putting this whole gig together and if you guys watched last week you'll know that we that we had a music video it was the first time we did that um and um, yeah, that that that's really cool, man. Because he really shares our vision. So pick up, my king. And remember, we're gonna we're gonna be featuring a lot of that more of that in the future, more mixed media, a multimedia, should I say, uh, and more interactive stuff. So lots to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And uh, today's episode, Caesar, do you want to introduce the? So okay, let me just say the order. So 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 today we we feel it fitting to start today off with a tribute to the late the now late Don Matera. And um, we're going to focus the first few minutes of today's episode just sharing a tribute. So my sister, do you want to take it from there? For sure. Thanks, my brother. I mean, this episode is very special to me because we have a very special guest today. Definitely, yeah. I mean, he's a brother. He's also a poet. He's a journalist. He's a painter. He's a musician. Um, he's a great, he, you know, he was my mentor. He bought me my first guitar, guys. That one right there. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, I still play sometimes, but yeah, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, so, and uh, this is such a uh, you're most welcome. Uh, it's 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 a pleasure and a privilege, uh, being here with you again. It's like old times, eh? Yes, feels like old times, and I mean, I still have your copy. Ah, of the bed. I know, I know it's safe with you, so, uh, hey. Yeah. yeah. It's our problem. <laughs> yeah. And he has sadly left us, you know, and actually that's how uh, we have you on the, on, the, on the show today because I saw your tribute uh, on Facebook, A Shrine of Dreams, and I thought it is such a beautiful poem, beautiful tribute from a poet to a poet, and... Um, that's why I contacted you and you're here today. So give thanks for your time. And no, thank you. Thank you. Eh? So Abdul, I don't know. Do you want to read the, the tribute? Because I mean, there's so much to say about Ubabdon Matera. I mean, I I met him, I think, about three times. And I did a tribute show actually for him at the Zule in 2013 with Mahari and, and some other guys we had a whole tribute for him and then I met him at his home and then I taught him actually last year I taught his uh, short story in the English class uh, the bushy is oh. yeah so oh gosh I mean I don't know do you want to share your stories about him before we read a shrine of dreams Abdul if you can. Uh, yeah I don't know yeah, with Upradon. With well, I, I don't know where to start because when I heard of his passing, it hit me hard, and I was like, you know, 
Because, you know, there, there are times where we're out of, when I say we're out of touch, not out of touch, really out of touch, but we get caught up in our lives and we get busy, I think, chasing a whole lot of things. And I thought, like, hey, now that he was older, so then now I thought, I was thinking, I think about three months ago when I said maybe I should go and, and visit him just to say hi. And then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, you procrastinate. And then something like this happens. And then you're like, maybe that's what the universe was telling you. Like, go connect or go, you know, like at a reconnect. But it's happened like that with a couple of people with me. So, but I just guess maybe that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. But with everyone that you've connected with, like, you know, through the soul, they're always with you. So it's never a loss. To me, I don't look at it like that. And I, I look at it as a celebration of the connection and the celebration of the person and the friendship and the love and the soul and everything. So, yeah. So when I met him, uh, I was uh, what, 29 years old or 28. Uh, yeah, I was 95. And like, I knew him, but I thought he didn't know me, but also like you know, then I was surprised when he called me by name. So then I turned around and it's dawn. It like, you know, you have that groupy moment. Like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, uh, so, and then like, um, all I could do at the time when uh, we, like he greeted me, so I was joining Sowetan anyway, if let me like you know, go back. I was joining Sowetan from the star. And yeah, now at that time he was at the star as a writer's coach. And then we met at the gate, like you know, on my first day at work. And so when I turned around, when he called my name and he said Abdullah, not Abdul, and that people call me Abdul. And even my parents called me Abdul. So he said, Abdullah. So I'm like, okay, who's this person? And I turn around and it's him. And then I'm like, oh, gonna, Mr. Matera. So and he said, no, Mr. Matera is my father. So I, I'm Dawn. So call me Brad Dawn. So, and then I recited two verses from Azani, from uh, Azani in Love Song. That's all I could do it, just blended it out and stuff. And then, like, the man that he is, like, you know, he was, like, he's got great humor, and which is, I don't know, it's beautiful. So he started reciting a stanza from one of the poems that I had submitted to Staff Rider way back when I was 15 years old. And then I was like, okay, okay, you know, you know but he was humoring me. So and then from there, we just talked like we've known each other for years. And I don't know, he, uh, he, was, he was another soul. He was another soul. But I guess he was just like you. Remember when we met? Like same thing, the people you meet through the soul or your souls connect. And then the people you just meet. Mm -hmm. And like with him, it was yeah. the same as with you. Mm. No, I totally, I totally agree yeah. with that. Uh, yeah, it's the soul that matters, man. And he had a beautiful soul. And he actually listened because now my, the first time I met him, 
at his home, I actually recited a poem and he gave me beautiful feedback. You know, he said, your work is important. You know, uh, your work yeah. is beautiful. You should continue writing and yeah. But yeah, where yeah. do you have your story? Yes, and 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 and, and, and Wes, maybe a tear from Wesley, like you know. Um, yeah, man. My my, I mean, I mean, I met him as a, when I was still publishing. Um, so it was the early two thousands. That time, Newtown was still popping with shout out bookstores and Baseline was still. Um, so you remember the um, so I, I think I I think I met him at one of. I know I was in a few workshops with him, especially at Kanya College, a few uh, where we spoke around. Um, uh, 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 publishing and, and 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 sort of distribution and identity of of colored people and stuff. So like um like like Caesar was saying, the man listen, um, um which is a which is a which is a skill. Um like we you know we trying to build a culture of that on this podcast as well of, of putting people and listen and and actually like listening to them putting thinkers. So I I, I always I always connected um, um on that and like there was one. There's one specific event I want to mention because I was going through this and that with my life and I was there with some people I was very cool with at that time. And like he was at the Urban Voices concert and I remember Muta Baruka closed the show. Barbara Don went on first and he killed it. I mean, he killed it. I mean, like how oh, this was, he was probably, I know he was, I was an elder back then too. And, and you know, he, he, he didn't have that young spirit of, of all the other guys who came on before him. And he didn't have the energy of uh, Mutabaruka, but he killed it. That thing always sat with me, man. I mean, that speaks a lot to your presence, how you um, do to everything of a part. And, 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 and like, I, I always, yeah, I, I, I came in on that, on, on that platform and looking at the at poetry as, a, um, or as, 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 a, as an industry I was publishing at the time. And um, yeah, man, that was that was one of my most memorable moments. I still, I still, I still remember. I still remember the poem. It was a love poem that he um, that he shared, um, um, and I remember that last line because I think he ended off in, in um, Afrikaans, which is also like a strange language in baseline. I mean, mm-hmm. Af- you know, not many of Afrikaans wasn't very well. But you know, if you just just look at the the, the the poetry scene and so forth. So yeah, man, that was really cool, and um, it's a sad loss to the country. And um, I'm just glad that we can give him a um, a fitting tribute on all of us on this platform. Um, and I hope everyone, yeah, yeah. So if any of our listeners, because we are streaming and we are live at the moment, if anybody's looking at this, you can please add your comments to, as being streamed of Cezanne Corsi's page. Um, so it'll be cool to see if you, yeah, you can share any of your stories um, about Broaddown. And let's celebrate our elders, man. Um, he's no longer with us. I also feel it's time for us to step up because we are not the old people. <laughs> and uh, 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 we're living in a post-pandemic world like things are completely crazy outside and um, yeah it's time for us to step up we're living in an age now it's 5g technology you know we are communicating through this medium yeah. uh, through, through, through these new mediums our lives have changed our behaviors have changed <clears throat> and um, yeah I think it's as, 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 as much as I say like just like you're saying Abdul it's a more of a celebration of his life as more as a mourning. Um, but I also feel like uh, we have to, we have a lot of work to do as artists in this country. Yeah. Yes. I think just to take from um, what you said and what Caesar said as well, um, that I think taking the character of the man 
the, nat the nurturing uh, nature that he, he had, the listening that we both, everyone that I've met who've come across Bradon, the first thing they say is he listens. So even though we, like he, he was great, but he didn't see himself as great. So to him, yeah. he was just, he was just um, like a man, a father, and a father figure to most of us, uh, into millions, even overseas, not just yeah. here. Like I've yeah. met people overseas, like who like, wow, you know, you know Don Matera. So I'm like, no, I've had the privilege of like, meeting him and him mentoring me and living with him like for like a, like a, for a couple of years, seeing him every day. Mm. And like the, the humility like in he head that touched me and moved me like because as I he'd sit and then talk to you like you're a friend and also me having grown up um, in an environment where youngsters were not supposed to talk about certain things with adults and you basically were supposed to just stay there and not be heard, be seen and not be heard. But with Bradon, when he shared his life, he shared intimate parts of his life. And I was sitting there I'm like, okay, how do I handle this? But inside, I'm like, you know. So, but he's just open about everything. He talked about, like, you know, uh, women in his life, like, you know, oh, like overseas, whatever stuff. And I was sitting there like, Okay, okay, okay. And then after a while, I think I got to understand um, that he was just a free spirit and he never killed the child in him, even though he was an adult. And that's the biggest lesson I took from him, that don't kill the child in you because the child in you is the innocence in all of us. So once you kill it, then you become this pretentious person who's trying to create an image or a fake image of yourself to the world. So, and, uh, and people never get to know you. I think that's the biggest lesson I took from him. So, because he was just a free spirit, he was like a child and innocent. And also he didn't pretend um, to be perfect. He didn't pretend that he never made mistakes. He owned like you know, his mistakes and as part of life. So it's not that when you make mistakes in life, then you're a bad person or you're what? Oh, no, suddenly there's something people are going to point out and say, oh, no, but you're saying he's great, but he did X, Y, Z and stuff like that. He never hid anything from anyone. He just spoke about his life as only, he embraced his whole life as it was. And so, that's what I learned and that's what I do as well. To me, it's like, I don't pretend to be perfect because of him, so, and I don't wanna be perfect. So I just wanna be me. I just wanna be a person and then love, like you know, um, enjoy friendship, celebrate fr friendships and just be, I guess. Yeah. 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 To be remembered like that, you know, Abdul, thank you for sharing that. It is a beautiful reminder, you know, that we need to listen truly. And uh, there's a lot of noise around us anyway, and just be kind towards each other and don't kill the child in you, you know? 
I think yeah, I also, also resonated with me. Don't yeah. kill the child in you. Don't kill the child in you. And you're right. Uh, Breton wrote about anything. That's why I'm going to read from a sure. love song, Abdul's Copines. I'm going to read Man to Man. Dear God, I sometimes wonder how strong you are. What awful cosmic tension throbs inside your restless brain? Why in the scheme of conception did you include pain? If we could meet on even terms, men to men, you stripped of power, I of fear, I'd lift my skirt and show you scars, wide as the moon, black as the stars. If only we could meet in the ghetto or the street, you stripped of the power of death, I of its fear, I'd go away from you and you would cry to have me back. Perhaps I shall return to wipe your eyes, for we could not have a God but Christ. That was fire, my sister. Thanks, thanks, um, thanks, Isa, for that. Um, I just want to give it just another, uh, uh, just prompt all our listeners, because we are streaming live, and this is the first time we're doing it, it's something we definitely want to do more often. Yeah. So if you're vibing with this, uh, connect with us on Facebook, man. Um, yeah, drop any comments, um, that's much appreciated. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, thanks, thanks, Isa. Is there... Yeah, Domitera was a massive, was a, was a, was a massive player, man. Um, um, Yeah, thanks for that. For sure. And can I ask you, Buj Abdul, to share the dreams of, dream of tribe? Oh, okay. Uh, Give me a moment. I think let's keep talking. I'm trying to open it on the side. Okay, no. Okay. Okay. Also, just. This reminded me of the old times of doing, you know, poetry, poetry readings, you know, and reading. Yeah, like- and we want to talk about that because, yeah, Caesar, you were saying so, like, like the other day about like how has that culture changed in this post-pandemic world? Because this is how we communicate now. At least we share through these mediums, um, and did it did it change for the better or for the worse? I mean, I think. Yeah, what do you think is a change for the better of the worst? Because we've we've um we've evolved with it. We're sharing these. Um, we've shared a lot of very very cool intimate moments with all our guests. Um, and yeah, what's your? I mean, I don't want to lie. I I survived because of the the internet during COVID. You know, we had a lot of these readings. I know here my voice did a lot of you know, online poetry shows within sound, I think, you know, but um, a lot of poetry I, I consumed on this space, but I truly miss also the, the physical connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poetry. Like warm connection with people. The, yeah, people. and I feel like the poetry readings now are like shows all the time, you know, I miss that innocence and Jay of reading your stupid poem or the one you're working on, you know, without fear of being, <laughs> you know. And yeah, that's how I feel. I miss the poem. Like we had the Mitzah Africa. I mean, I played the guitar. I was happy to do that. I was fearless. You know, it was a beautiful space that allowed for that. But now everything is a show, you know. 
Yeah, true that. But uh, I think it, it's it's uh, like you know everything, even uh, beyond poetry. But right now we're talking poetry. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, poetry is emotional history. If I don't know if that makes sense. So because history is a recording of events. Um, in the world or yeah, in life basically. But poetry is a recording of our emotional attachment to those events. So basically it's a piece of us, but we're still recording events, same as history. So that's why I call it emotional history. So sometimes I don't make sense to other people that know. I'm like, no, we're still recording history, but now we're recording the emotional history, the soul history of the same events that are happening in, like in, a, in the world and around us. Mm. It's how we connect to them, whether we hurt or whether we, like, you know, they, they give us joy, we record that joy. And then if, the, if we hurt, we record that hurt, we bleed onto the page like, you know, um, and share our tears. We, we bleed there, we cry, and we leave it there, and we walk away and continue living. Oh, what a gift to yeah. the world, really, to be able to do that. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I feel, I feel like, you know, poetry saves me all the time, like, seriously, literally, sometimes, like, but yeah. yeah. So the, <laughs> See, when uh, this one now okay, is, is up, um, as, uh, like, uh, uh, like Don shed a tear when, when he read this, because I used to give him my poems to create and to edit. So Ed used to tell me, uh, you can't edit a poem. So I'm like, yeah, but like a story, like you can edit, like he says, no, you can't edit a poem. You can just fixed lines and whatever, how it flows, uh, how it breaks or where it should break, where emphasis should be and highlighting your point, like, you know, when you make it and it's rhythm, like music and like, you know, where the beats end, where the beats start, what beats you cause. And then I said that I'm like looking at, at, at this, you know, great man and I'm like, wow, I wouldn't have thought of it like that. So, and then it like, you know, if you broke that line, my tower, it will have a like in a, a much bigger impact than now where you've got it all like you know uh, like complete like that. Pause there, like you know, put a pause and then do that. Mark. Okay, and to me, like the way he writes is unpretentious. Um, he reminded me more of William Shakespeare because he kept things simple in terms of language that like he used, but the impact was emotional. It was the content of what he was saying that like was impactful. It wasn't the words like, you know, the bombastic words like, so you say, okay, I'm a writer, I'm a poet, so I should write like, you know, over people's heads. Mm -hmm. So, but it's the, power in the quality of the content or the, 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 the impact of the content of what it is saying, that painting 
emotions or painting tears in words or painting blood in words or painting anger in words. And that's what like he taught me. So then uh, let me like, you know, go to this one. So, which I, I didn't understand uh, first why, why it, may, it, may, it made him cry, but I guess maybe in youth, we don't get some things. And then as we grow older, now that I'm, I'm 50, like I'm gonna turn 56 in September. So I'm an old man, like you know, officially. Ah. So, so now I understand, now I understand. And I wrote this poem yeah, at age of 28 um, in January, 1998. So I called it a shrine for dreams. And you know, we make shrines where we either remember, it's a remembrance of something, or we worshiping something, then you, you create a shrine for that. So that is like that, this is a shrine for dreams. When the sun goes to sea, Reflections of death is all I see. Yet you tell me that life is for living and that people are forgiving. I search for sense of compassion on the shores of dissolution. Tell me when the sun goes to sea, when the waters I peace. Be silent with me that you may hear the footsteps the footsteps of my heart as it moves in the shadows of this starless night. Tell me when the sun goes to sea, when the tide is high. In this abundance of water, I thirst to roam the open country to comfort the rose as it whips with the dawn for the dying night. Tell me when the sun goes to sea, when silence speaks. Tell me when the sun goes to sea, for upon this rock, I lay my soul and my love, a shrine for shattered dreams. Thank you. Wow. When the sun that was lovely, my brother. Thank you. Oh. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, so there is, you know, moment where we search, we, we all go through it, all humans go through, uh, like, you know, through it, maybe let me say most. So there's, there's some people who just live and they don't care. But in life, we have moments where we question the stations where we are, we question who we are and who we should be, or we would like to be, I think more uh, like thinking, not what people expect you to be. Because remember, like the whole world have expectations of us. But to me, I think the most important expectations in life are your own. Not what people biggest, and I remember people have superficial and materialistic 
expectations of everyone. A child is born and immediately it's like, oh yeah, you should go to school, get an education, get a good job, wow. and uh, you know, buy a car, buy a big house, uh, what, what, buy an aeroplane, buy that. But we are not yeah. teaching ourselves or our children as well to value finding out who they are and who they would like to be, which is the most important thing than owning a car and owning a house and having a million friends and stuff. So to me, it's like the most important things in life are connections. And the first connection is connection with yourself. Because if you are you have not really connected with yourself, you cannot connect with other people, like truly connect. So you connect at a superficial level, that's like, ah, it's my friend, it's my friend, it's my friend, hey, I've got this one, I've got this one, it's my friend. But true friendship is of more value to you. I'd rather have one friend than a million, just one. Yeah. But a true friend, a friend that you open with and a friend that you grow with and a friend that you can share the deeper innermost musings of your soul. Sure. You I know, love that. Yeah. Go on, Wes. Yeah, Caesar. No, I, I mean, I feel like um, poets are prophets you know I don't know I just needed to hear that today I needed to be reminded of that for my own like stuff because it's heavy I feel, you know when you talk about our children I mean I was talking about this even the other time because I can't get, get over the fact that children can die at the tavern 22 of them like it, it, it's it, it's heavy I don't know it it, it unsettles me a lot maybe because I have daughters myself I just it's hard to keep the hope for our children. And I mean, we try to create a poetry reading, you know, a, a session. I don't know how people feel about that. Do they still want to attend those? You know, because um, I don't know, there's a lot, there's a heaviness, man. People would rather go to a certain space, listen to a certain sound and it's not, I don't know. Yeah, man, I'd like to come in here real quick, man. Uh, I'm sort of interested here, um, Abdul, because I hear what you're saying, my brother, and I um, and I totally agree with you. Um, and and especially the, the fact that um, how, um, how Don Matera told you, like not to kill the child in you, that sort of a free spirited, a free spirit, like you know, this you, you you don't really have. It's not really a rigid structure. It's more free flowing structure. I think that's also really important for um for, for for the process of making art, and we talk a lot of that on this platform as well. And um, my sister, as you were saying about the about about these spaces, uh, or rather the if I'm a summarize, yeah, yeah, like um, what what we're saying is that these uh, there's almost a need. Um, if you if you look at the, this incident with, um, that happened in the tavern. Many other, I mean, look what's happening in Europe as, as well, and now there's war in Ukraine. Like, uh, there's a real dark cloud practically over the entire world. And I think now creatives, who's in touch with that, uh, with that part of their, I would say their creative being, mm -hmm. I guess is more needed now than anything. 
Um, I mean, all these other institutions has failed us over the past three years. And um, so, so, so like Abdul, like, like you were saying, like uh, where, where poetry is as an emotionally, I think it's like, you know, it's our, it's our duty, not just to, to, to document it, to write about it, but also use it as a tool for, for healing. Um, uh -huh. You know, um, um, because there's definitely, we definitely need a lot. And like just the, just, just the last point on the difference between the virtual sessions and uh, the actual sessions, I think both can exist in this world at the same time. Yeah, but see, now what, like, you know, uh, you just mentioned one part that uh, is crucial, that is, it, is our obligation, if, uh, like, for lack of a better word, what you just mentioned that we should use it for healing, like use poetry for healing. I think there you brought up a very, 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 very important, important point, which um, a lot of uh, poets right now at like you know different uh, poetry platforms miss. Um, I think a lot of people treat it like Hollywood, like it's for fame. So I want to be a poet because I want to be famous. And poets are prophets, like Caesar said, but also poets are healers, like you said. Yeah. See, yeah. both the poets are prophets and poets are healers. So if you are into poetry or the arts in general, just to be famous, I think you're in the like wrong art <laughs> or thing, because that's why you end up getting a whole lot of nonsense going on, both in music and in poetry, where you get someone who just rhymes, but they have nothing to say, but they're just rhyming. It's like, look at me, I've got skill, I can rhyme, I can do what, what, and kind of stuff. But then you're saying, okay, what is the message? Yeah. So if you don't, yeah, if you're gonna sit here and say, I'm a child of the revolution, of the evolution, of the combustion, of the what, and then like, huh? Okay. <laughs> ah, dude, please. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, but but people need to pay the artists as well, you know? We just say <laughs> like, you know, we need to be paid. What like, we need to buy there's a market for everything. I don't think I don't think for artists to get paid they need to dance. I don't think we understand the market. I don't think we understand the 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 the, the, the value of our art. And I don't think in some cases, and I'm generalizing here, so you can criticize me for that. But I don't think a lot of artists are in touch, really have 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 a voice, have a saying that I'm making art for this thing. As we're saying, like, yeah, we all need to get mud paid and all of that, but that can't be the only that can't be the only reason we're doing this. If it is, then yeah, you can yeah. work somewhere else. Yeah. Our industry don't really need you. And we definitely don't want you on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> on this platform. So 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 we wanna we, we wanna promote that type of thing. And I think like I just wanna over oh, sort sort of add into this point I made earlier on. Like I really do think like like artists are needed more in the world now. Um, 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 every all of these leaders are clueless and directionless, and they are soulless. To be um, to be fair, and um, yeah, I just I just think it's our turn, man. 
and we have platforms like this where we can reach more people and speak more directly to people and encourage um, people, let me call it like-minded without excluding everybody um, to pick up your pen, your brush and um, the world is in, is in, is in need of healing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I take uh, Caesar's point as well uh, and then also uh, I take your point and both points are valid. Um, where, like, people don't value art, but I wouldn't say it's their fault. Mm -hmm. I think maybe largely it's our fault because either we wanna foister art onto the onto uninterested people, but expect them to accept it with the value that we see. So maybe we need to keep exploring maybe how to like package it in a way that they get it, but voluntarily, not like forcing it into them. I don't know. I'm trying to kind of like to put it in a way that yeah, uh, that, you know, it, it, it will make sense because, uh, like you know, um, what we tried. Remember, Caesar, what we tried to avoid uh, with the uh, uh, poetry sessions that we, like you know, we had, yeah, yeah. Um, was attracting the wrong crowd. So, and that to me was uppermost in the mind. It's like let's not get numbers. Let's get quality, not quantity. Mm. Let's get quality of audience because then you get people, then that type of food that you're giving is for them. Mm. But you cannot uh, throw caviar at someone who wants, uh, wants pop or is used to pop and like, hey, what's this? Uh, and you can't throw pop to someone who doesn't like pop. So, we tried, uh, like in a ways, uh, with uh, we like in you know, the poetry sessions that we ran used to be called uh, headline act at first, and then they became more fire. Oh, <laughs> yeah. poetry sessions. Yeah. So, um, sorry, it, it's South Africa. Just saying, yeah, yeah. So remember when that, like you know, you joined me when we were in South Africa. So I started in Rosebank at a French restaurant, actually. And it was called Headline Act. That's where, um, like, you know, Matera was my main guest or the anchor of that event, the very first one, wow. like in, in 2003. Wow. So at that time, we were called Headline Act. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, um, but, like, the whole reason, remember, like, that we, we, we started that platform was because there were a whole lot of poetry circuits and poetry sessions around the country, but they were all about flossing and not content. So they're all about celebrity-ness. And, and because I used to go because I, like, I craved being yeah, with, po uh, with poets and feeding my soul and going home full, but then I get there and I get nothing. It's like when somebody's feeding you stones or sand and stuff. I'm like, so then what I realized 
then uh, when I was like back in Cape, I was in Cape Town at that time, I realized that there were real or, or, or poets who were writing from the heart and from the soul, but they didn't want to go to those sessions because they were not, um, I would say comfortable with, but I think maybe yes, they were not comfortable with that space because that space was for showing off. It was not for really sharing like something. So mm -hmm. then I thought, okay, let me start something where I'll get poets who don't call themselves poets. See, like and uh, I met you, an IT, like a, a technician. See, and then remember all the all the all the, people, <laughs> all the people that are attracted. Because remember when I started Headline Act, it was by invitation only. Mm. So, and um, even the audience, it was by invitation only. That's like a friend or friend, you were like, you know, you know whether who really appreciates this type of stuff. And then I'm like, okay, where's like you know, invite your, your friends who really appreciate this. So then we kept the 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 the, the audience and the, the, the lineup quality because of that. And remember that with people who used to come to those sessions, um I think not a single one of them actually called themselves poets. They were all working somewhere. Either were, were like others were, were salespeople, and others were engineers, yeah. others were what what, and then people were like, oh. But what you got was quality because everyone was writing from the heart and from the soul. So, and that's why also, yeah, people enjoyed that. And I mean, I, I also enjoyed Sunday World at some point because, <laughs> <laughs> when you were the editor at Sunday World, you had a poetry page on a tabloid newspaper. Like, you know, I thought that was really dripping. But yeah, also, yeah, because yeah, for me, I mean, it gave me confidence in my writing because, you know, we worked on the poems before publishing them. And, you know, you know, it was a good page. It was a really good page. That was great. Yeah, no, but uh, like, you know, you know, that page, ne? like you know was opposed by my bosses like before i introduced it yeah. so my bosses and the other editors of the other publications were, were laughing at the idea when i launched it so it's like okay poetry page and what what and kind of stuff and then to me i said well as long as i'm editor here so i'm not gonna go by what other editors opinions or like the bosses thingy, I'm like, I'll launch it. If it doesn't fly, I kill it. But, you know, in life, you try something, you have an idea, try it out. If it doesn't work out, like, you know, go back, rethink it, like relaunch it differently, repackage it and launch it differently. But to me, what I wanted with that, because people were saying, ah, oh, no, uh, I'm indulging myself. And, uh, but for me, I said there were a whole lot of, uh, people out there and school children who love poetry and imagine if their poems would be on a national newspaper, what confidence yeah. that would give them. A 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, like, you know, having, showing 
uh, his or her mother or, or, or her friends, like, look, 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 like my poem, and his name is there, like the, the poem is there. So to me, that's why I did it for. I did it so that it gives hope and it gives confidence to those aspiring to be scribes. And which is why it wasn't for famous people. Um, <laughs> but, you know, can, like, you just, can you yeah. just expand a bit on that? Because, because that's beautiful, my brother, man. Um, so like who sent you poetry and um, did you ever receive any feedback? So say for example, you published like some 14 year old or whatnot. Um, did you, did you was, was there ever, you know, feedback from, uh, did some of these writers eventually end up, you know, becoming full-time writers or so on and so on? Oh yeah, no, there are lots. Caesar is one of them. <laughs> yeah, and no, there, there were lots, um, and, and like you know, uh, now they like you know, they like people became uh, like established. They followed their own path and whatever. And others are not writing anymore, but they still kind of tell me that you know, but that page, that page you had, yeah. but feedback at the time when it was happening. I used to get letters from um, high school um, kids. Um, and because what, what it was, it was open. I just gave an email address and like send your poems through to this email address. And it was my job to sift through them like every week. Like, you know, then I'll go through them, go through them, pick like, because I could only publish like four at a time. Um, so I restricted, restricted people to learn for layout purposes. So, yeah, then it was four poems, like in a week. And then my job, like, the, I'll come there and like, I'm like, I'm going to see through that. And also, I, I, I used to make time to respond to everyone who sent a poem. If it wasn't right yet, then I will send, I wouldn't criticize and say, hey, that was crap and what, what. Then I'll say, please, um, if you can, find this book and read this book and then what, what, and do that and do that and compare and see what, like, you know, how these people like, capture like what they kept, because people used to just like, now, you know, when you start, we all started like that, because when I read poems that I wrote when I was 13 and I look at them, I'm like, that wasn't a poem. <laughs> it was just lines, like, you know, and my thoughts, like a diary kind of thingy. So therefore, I never killed, like, you know, uh, people's um, dreams or aspirations, because we all start somewhere and we all have to start somewhere. And of course, even if you're a painter, your first painting or your first drawing is gonna be crap. But to me, it's not crap because it's your beginning. I think that's how you look at it. I think to me, it's your beginning. And that's what I tell people, even now with painting someone, oh, you know, I've tried this. I'm like, I'm like, no, the more you, like, you know, you do it, the better you get. The progress comes as you repeatedly continue, but don't start something or do something with criticism. So you can't start like, or write your first poem, but you want it to sound like Don Materas. You are being unreasonable yeah. with yourself, right? 
So when you're being unfair to yourself. Yeah. So uh, Don Matera, I'm sure even his first poem, if he wrote it at school, didn't sound like his poems that we're reading now. So, and that's the other lesson. Remember that I said earlier that I learned from Bradon. He accepted everything and just helped uh, to point you in the right direction in how you can be better. So, and you won't be better instantly because you are not instant noodles. So, like, you know, you, you have to keep at it because it's the passion and the love that actually makes you better because yeah. it's they're not giving up. And then you keep going, you keep going, and you get better, you get better, and you get better, and you get better. So we shouldn't discourage people because I saw in most of those uh, poetry sessions that are avoided, people used to destroy people. Like, you know, yeah. uh, an aspiring poet goes yeah. on stage, recites their poems, and then they get booed. And then people tell them, and then to me, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what is this? What, what do you want to achieve? You can't kill that person. Maybe that person could be like, you know, could become the world's greatest or one of the world's greatest poets, but then they'll stop because you kill them. Like you know, on that stage when they're there, you destroyed the like you know the the, the the their soul, and you made them afraid. You turned them into victims where now they are afraid to keep writing or to share with others. Because if they don't share with others, they don't grow. That's how we grow. Because if I share my stuff with you, you'll enjoy it and what what and kind of stuff. You know what? It reminds me of a, a poem or a piece I read, like you know, there da, 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 kind of stuff and what. Ah, okay. Maybe then I go and like, so do you still have that piece or where can I find it? And then I go and read that. Like, you know, because my work reminded you of that. Now I go and read that. So I learn from a piece that now you've shared with me. Yeah. See. And then that's where growth happens. And thank you, Abdul, for showing the love, you know, on behalf of everybody who enjoyed poetry on Sundays in the Sunday world and just the lives that you've touched. And, you know, we give thanks for the love. That's how we grow as a Black community. We take care of each other. We build each other. And my brother, speaking of which, I know you're a painter. I mean, you gave me this painting. As a <laughs> so um, you're also a writer. And you do stuff, man. How do people get a hold of you, maybe? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. How do the and let me just let me just add on there, my brother. Um, can you just um before you that just explain to us what are you doing right now? And I'm sure there's other writers that's listening to this or will listen to this because this episode will go live on. Uh, we'll publish it on in on on YouTube on Friday, on iTunes, Spotify, and all the other uh, platforms. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure one of those those writers that that contributed to the to the Sunday world might possibly listen to this how do they get in touch with you and what are you busy with right now and yeah uh, <laughs> uh yeah no right now I'm doing oh like okay if you talk in terms of careers like you know so I'm retired already or, or, or certainly well, retired yeah. but but retired from the corporate world but um I'm still, I'm painting right now, which is my other, like, love. Like, I love art in total. 
Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm painting, uh, making some music, and I'm helping uh, a couple of youngsters, like, you know, who are musicians. One of them is Lesson, and he's oh, grown. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've been mentoring him since 2015, and now he's a well-established rapper, and his skill is fire. Like, is that so? We, we we walk this journey with him like it as well so and then I, I help them record as well just for them to understand the studio like requirements te techniques um composing and stuff just for them like you know so but what i'm doing i'm doing now what i've always wanted to do just helping youngsters grow in whatever passions they've developed mm. and the rest i just drink eh? I, like, <laughs> see, like, like, uh, like, uh, have a beer or whiskey or whatever kind of stuff and paint and then like sleep but that's a life that's the life, life. Oh i don't think that's like oh. the best <laughs> Yeah, that's what I do these days. And then soon I'm going to be farming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to be farming chickens <laughs> for eggs. Yeah, chickens for eggs. Yeah, it's very important. It's very important. This land is ours. We need to use it right and, you know, Utilize make it, it work for us. Yeah. But, but, but to me, I'm happy that you took the painting and ran with it. Remember, I used to bug you about that. So, and remember when I went to Peter Maritzburg, I'm like, see that, you were supposed to continue with this, uh, like kind of stuff. So, because uh, what I didn't want to know, or I didn't want happening was that you guys that um, we kind of started more fire with, you were like, you know, thinking that you coming to Abdul's show. It was never Abdul's show. Mm. So it was our show. Our like, show. never mind. See? <laughs> so I wanted you guys to get that, that we continue. It's like a train. People get on, get off, get on, get off, get on, get off. But the train keeps moving and it's full. It's empty. It's full. It's half empty. It's full. It's half, that's how it should be. So that's why I'm happy now. You and Wesley. So you're continuing that. Um, and I'm always here, like, you know, if you need me. So, and I'll always be there with, like, helping with whatever, you know, like, you know, needs to be done. Uh, we need uh, an Apple stuff. MacBook. Abdul, we need an Apple MacBook. Uh, we need another mic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now when you say that, you like, you, 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 you remember that one night at the thing at the bonfire session uh, with uh, the late Lesejo. Oh, so, yeah. I had to remember that time, like, you know, all we had was a guitar amp yeah. and a cheap mic that, that I bought for 300 rands. Yeah. 
And then suddenly she was complaining about the quality of the mic and man, whatever kind of stuff we should get there. Somebody, hey, you know, so, so to us, what's important is poetry. The, like, if you're complaining about the quality of the poetry, then I listen. But, yeah, but if you're complaining about the quality of the mic, then please buy us one. Yeah, like buy a better one. one. Okay, yeah, what's buy that? us a better one. Yeah. Yeah. Go acoustic. There's ways around it. My brother, thanks a lot, man. I think he hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Uh, it's actually been it's actually been great, man. To all our listeners, like um, yeah, if you want to get hold of Abdul, um, you'll give his details right towards the end. Um, that's really great. Like that's a life, man. That's a life. Sort of you sort of made a living of helping, and now sort of in you know the latter part, like you continuing with the legacy. That's massive, my king, and big up to that. Um, and I'm glad we had you on here. Yeah, I think like, like Susan said in the beginning of the episode, she kind of needed to hear you say a few things. And I think the same resonates with me too. And um, yeah, just to all the listeners, man, I, I, you know, we are still live and um, yeah, please try to interact with this episode. Um, we will appreciate that. Um, and we also have some really interesting guests coming up also in the future. We're also talking to some more painters. Um, actually another healer, a, a friend of ours based in, in Jersey. We're actually supposed to record it yesterday, but there's a heat wave in the UK and it's just all complicated there. And uh, we have some other, yeah, with some hip hop artists also on the line and lots of cool content coming on the Art Lexa podcast. And my sister, Cesar, do you have something to say? Oh no, just thanks again, Abdul. And thank you listeners for tuning in and liking and supporting us. We really uh, feel the love and we're sending it right back. Uh, Love you, man. It's Abdul Milazi on Facebook and all the media platforms. And as always, Zankosi on all those platforms and Wesley Paper everywhere. Siabonga for tuning in. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, salute. And we'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys uh, in a week's time. For sure. Bye. Well, cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you for having me.